if somebody was like, would you like this cat? I would take the cat. <laughs> yes, please. Hello and welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Ivy. Uh, happy election day. To us. <laughs> Election day to us right now, but not to you in the future. In the past, in the past now, it is election day, but not when the future, when... We need a time machine to do this podcast. When is now? Now. Right now. How soon is now? Right now. When was that? Just then. Stop it. Now I'm When will it be then in just a minute? What is today but yesterday is tomorrow? Spongebob quote. How many seconds? Uh, one minute and 17 seconds. That's pretty good. Ivy, what's going on this week? Um, I voted today. Hooray! Um, it's more convenient for me to vote on the actual day rather than, like, how they kind of push, like, early voting. Like, totally cool that people can do that, but there's always a really long line, mm-hmm. and it's less convenient because our voting place is directly around the corner from our apartment, and there's never anybody there at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. I did it today on the day, and I got my sticker, and everything was good. Quick update from the last episode. My jumpsuit came, and I said how I ordered it in a size smaller than my usual size, because that's all they had, and I was worried that it was going to be too small. Turns out that it's too big. So that just goes to show that you never know what it's going to be when you order from one of those cheap online places. But anyway, it's loud and obnoxious, and I love it. It just needs some adjusting. I knew you were all waiting desperately to find out if my clothes were going to fit. Matt hates it, and it's fine. It's pretty loud and obnoxious. Yes, that's the point. I'm not going to be there for that event, so, uh... You don't have to look at my ugliness. Yeah. Why are you smiling? That wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I'm dehydrated because I just got out the bathtub. Um, Next of all, uh, I was a couple days ago years old when I learned that Red's Apple Ale is a beer and not a cider. And that's why it makes me sick. And I never knew. Uh, For anybody that doesn't know, I can't drink beer, not because I don't like it or I'm a weenie or whatever other excuse there might be. Uh, It's because it makes me very tummy achy. And we went somewhere uh, that Matt's probably going to talk about, and they never have anything I can drink there. Uh, But this time, uh, she said there were no ciders, but I saw reds, and I always thought reds was cider, and so I got one. And then I looked at the can, and I read for the first time in my life that it's a beer and not a cider. So, that's why I can't have that. Uh, A similar epiphany, if you will. Uh, is that I don't know if I just haven't had a good potato soup or if I don't like potato soup. Have you ever had my dad's potato soup? I don't know. Well, there you go. Well, I had potato soup for lunch today, and it was gross, and I hated it. So I had it, but I didn't mostly eat lunch today because it's all I brought. Where does that fall in your spectrum of uh, potatoes? It's pretty low right about now. Both my parents make good potato soup. Actually. Are you telling me that they make different potato soup? Yeah. Why does your... Families get one recipe for each thing. (laughs) The last time I was down there, my mom made potato soup, and I thought it tasted fine, and my mom complained about it literally... Okay, here's the thing. This is a joke in our household. My mother has never made a potato soup that she's liked. It's always either too thin or it's too chunky. The solution seems to be right in front of you with the fact that she should just not be the one allegedly making one of the two potato soups, and instead your dad should be making the other. I hate that this is happening right now. Why does your family have two soups? I'm upset. My family has one soup, and it's called Campbell's Tomato. No, actually, there is another soup, but it's also from the store, so it doesn't count. (laughs) Mrs. Grass's noodle soup comes from a box. You put this little flavor egg in it. It's fantastic. I need to find out where I can buy that. So anyway, soup. Um, The other thing of note from this week is that 
I got bored and I wanted to play Pokemon, but both of my games are fairly finished to completion and you can only have one save file in Pokemon games, so I just went and bought another. It was the only logical solution, so now I'm playing Pokemon Moon. It's basically the same as Pokemon Sun, except for the sun's up at different times. You, you like, texted me, and you're like, I really want to play Pokemon, but I don't want to erase my stuff, so I'm just going to go buy another one. And I, like, 50% thought you were joking. No. And then I was like, nope, that seems like something she would do. And you did. I mean, <clears throat> when you can get it for, like, half the price at the exchange, because I bought sure. a used one. So, I mean, it's... And when you think about how many hours go into a Pokemon game, it's good value for your money. Yeah. And... Like, you can keep playing infinitely and just keep catching them and stuff, but I wanted to do, like, start from the beginning and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, like, well, I could be playing one of my old ones. And it's concerning me, and I'm upset with myself, but also somehow okay with it. I'm the kind of person that can't be reading more than one book or watching more than maybe two shows at a time because I can't stand to not have finished something, but I have, like, eight unfinished video games right now, and I'm somehow simultaneously okay with it because I keep getting, like, slightly bored with each one, yeah. but also very bothered that I have so many unfinished games. I don't know what to do with myself. I also don't have that much time to be spending on video games, but I'm doing it anyway. Hmm. So, who am I? What is this? Someone save me from this cycle of despair. And uh, the only other thing that I wanted to yell about this week was... I'm out of breath. <laughs> was that I'm out of breath, and why am I so out of shape that I can't say a sentence without being out of breath? It's because I took a bath, and now I'm tired. Um, so I wanted to yell about the fact that I ran out of notebook paper at work, and then I remembered that I had this notebook in my desk that I got for our, like, white elephant thing last year. And it's a notebook, and it has a name, and I can't even, for the life of me, remember what it is. Um, and it comes with a special pen... And the idea is that it's special paper, and if you write on the special paper with the special pen, and then you can put it in the microwave with a mug full of water, and it erases the pen from all the pages. And we tested it, and it does work. It also left a very strange yellow mark in the middle of all the papers. So here's my gripe about this microwavable notebook. It bills itself as being like super like technological, kind of, because it has an app that goes with it. Yeah. And the idea was that... Besides the microwavable thing and being able to erase it, if you use the app, it transfers your notes, like it sends it to your computer, which sounds super high-tech, and it sounds like it's going to like make a document out of it, right? Like the way they, it doesn't make any sense, but they make it sound like it's going to be just like in a document form that you can, like a digital form that you can use. When I got the notebook, I downloaded the app. I don't have it anymore because it's stupid, because all you do is take a picture of the page with the app, like with a camera, mm -hmm. and it emails it to you, which is the least organized way to keep track of any document I've ever heard in my life. I have a notebook because I want it written in the notebook. Like, I'm using the special pen right now because there's a good reason for that that I'll get to in a second, but I'm not going to microwave it and get rid of it because I need my notes, and I'm not going to send pictures of it to myself in my email because what is even the point that is less organized than just keeping all my notes in the notebook and keeping the notebook? I'm upset. I hate this. Whoever thought this was a good invention was like, oh, yeah, we can, like, make it sound really, like, really techy and really, like, it's not helpful. It, <clears throat> it seems like that they were trying to create a solution to something that's not really a problem to exactly. begin with. Like, just get another piece of paper or... Because it's not like you can, oh, I'll just erase this half of the paper. It's going to erase the whole paper. Yeah, like it ha it erases everything in the notebook when you do the microwave thing. Right. So what, why? Why would I want my notes to not be in the notebook anymore? I don't get it. And I'm just like a not digital person in that way. I have to have, like, I'm looking at my phone with my notes for the podcast right now. But like in general, I do everything by hand and I keep stuff because that's how I keep track of stuff. And I could literally take a picture with my phone of any notebook and email it to myself without buying the expensive notebook. Mm -hmm. However. How many, okay, here's a question. How many times can you erase the pen from the notebook? What do you mean? In the microwave? Yeah. Infinite. I, I find that hard to believe. Supposedly infinite. I mean, I've only tried it once. But when I'm never going to do it again because I need my notes. Wouldn't the paper get, like, all weird and soggy? 
you don't pour water on the notebook. You sit a mug on top of the notebook, and the steam does it. That's so stupid. I hate that. I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate it too, but I'm using it. However, the redeeming point is these special pens that you use with it have an eraser on the back, and it works, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so maybe I'll keep using the pens. I don't like them that much because I don't write really dark. They're mm-hmm. kind of streaky. But there's like an eraser on the other end, and it's not like a pencil eraser that wears down when you use it. It's just like a rubber tip on the end of the pen, mm-hmm. and it erases the pen perfectly, hmm. like perfectly. I had I had a um, an erasable an erasable pen. It's like better than the ones that you used to buy for school, though. Yeah. Did you ever have the you know the big pink erasers with the white side on them that didn't work? Yeah, I was gonna say, did that those ever work? No, that was always a lie, sold to us by the stationery companies. To sell more weird erasers. Big they're paper. Like, they're like, all right, these erasers last 100 years. Like, it's hard to use up a pink eraser before mm-hmm. it just disappears. So they're like, so how can we sell more? How can we make it different? They were like, lie and sell your erases pen. Oh, I want a big I want a big pinky. I never use pencils, but I, like, want a big pink eraser. They're one of the best uh, fidgety things <laughs> that you can have. I have a white eraser that I bought for my drawing class that I use when I draw. No, it needs to be pink. I, that's all I I had to buy that kind I was supposed to. I would have got thrown out of class. They made you buy so much stuff, and then we didn't use, like, half of it, but, you know, it's fine. More like, like college? Yeah, that is college. Um, and that's it. So what have you been up to this week? Um, So uh, a couple we like, okay, nearly a month ago now, I bought myself a neat little keyboard off of Craigslist. Um, and I've ha- been having the tech at, at uh, the store I work at uh, work on it because it doesn't work. And he's been taking his grand old time with it, which is fine because he's probably not going to charge me any money for it. Um, but he's been slowly kind of going through it and checking parts and stuff. And he, he switched out some things and he switched out the power supply. And he's like, I think this chip, there's like a little like spidery looking chip in there. And no he said, spiders. I think I think this is not working correctly. So we should replace this. And I was like, OK. So I went to look it up, and to my to no surprise at all, they don't make them anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he's got twelve of them in his drawers. No, he, right? he doesn't. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, everything else he has a stash of, mm-hmm. but not so much the little chippies. That's that's like oh. too new for him. Um, so we'll I, just call up Lay's or. Well, it's 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 a pretty specific thing. That's the thing. So, Did you just not? You just glossed right over my joke. What? You need some chips, so just call up Lay's and get them to send you the right flavor. See, see here's why that doesn't work. <laughs> because there's a guitar shop in Akron called Lay's. No, no, no. And I was no, like, no, no. Well, they're not going to have it. My timing. <laughs> um, I'm so upset. So I, I got. I need to leave. I got on eBay to, to find this part, and yes, they don't make it anymore. So I could buy 40 of them for $40. <laughs> and I was like, no. Um, or I could buy one of them from France for nine. <laughs> so I have my one, and it's, I mean, it's literally this big. I mean, it's its the size of a, a chiclet. Um, a chiplet? Chiclet. Chiplet? So that's on the way from France now, because <laughs> that's the only place I can find one. That's all right. I bought an eyeliner from Korea. There was one more in England, uh, but... It was slightly more expensive and shipping was longer. So I'm like, I'll do the one from France. So hopefully that fixes my little keyboard. Yeah. It's supposed to be here on the 15th, which is pretty quick from France, I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, isn't it crazy that it, like shipping was like $3? Well, $1.90 euro. I don't know how that breaks down. $1.90. Euro 90. So that's, I'll keep you posted on my little keyboard. Um... Uh, we, on Saturday, went down to Buzzbin uh, and saw Joe Risden and the 815, uh, and they were so good. Mm-hmm. They're always so good. The other band I didn't care for as much, um, but that's okay. I mean, I think they were, like, good. I just didn't like them that much. Okay. Okay. I spent a large majority of... So it was very windy today, uh, and I spent a large majority of time trying to get a large political sign to not blow over in the yard in front of the store. Um, To add insult to injury, it was not a person that I voted for. Uh, 
and yet I had to do it because I work there. Couldn't you have accidentally let it blow? Well, that's what it fell over, and I, I, I was out with my coworker, and I said, I think it looks better this way anyhow, <laughs> and he thought that was funny. Um, but it was, I mean, it was like a big sign, like probably four foot by seven foot, like a large oh. sign. Um, and like the real thick cardboard kind. Mm-hmm. And it was in the, in the ground with three metal stakes and the wind was blowing so hard that it literally bent all of the stakes. <laughs> like it broke all of them. Mm-hmm. And we just kept like breaking off the bottom pieces and driving Stabby. the stakes lower down in the ground. So that was fun. I mean, it completely blew over like twice. And then my boss texted me and told me to take it down. So I took it down and put it over the door in his office. And I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, no, if this guy loses, which it's looking like he does, he's going to not be in a good mood tomorrow and then come in and this giant sign is going to be over his door. And I figured I would get yelled at. So Mm. I I took it down. I moved it. Oh, I like jokes, but I don't like getting yelled at. So. Those are the two things that go together. Yes. I will avoid being yelled at like like you never seen. You gotta commit to the bit, man. Yeah. Um, I would like to again apologize for not providing any outro music. Uh, I have hit a creative and emotional wall like the world is not yet seen. I hate everything and like legitimately thought about I had a thought that was sell all of your guitars and buy a Rhodes piano and it sounded it was like a good idea for like a minute so that's the kind of headspace that I'm in I know how to fix it more guitars no you just sit down and write anyway see but I can't that's what I it's a lie the only Uh, reason you can't is because you're not doing it um I just hate creativity is a myth I hate everything you just gotta do it I don't know what else to tell you. I know. The only band that I enjoy being in right now is the one where I have zero creative responsibility. It's so refreshing. Like, I just show up and play bass, and then I leave. It's great. It's your dream job. It, it's literally my mo- most favorite thing to do. The one that I have the most creative control in is driving me insane. I just, like, upset constantly about it. Quit. I, but it's, we haven't even done anything. <laughs> well, it's, I think it could be really cool, but I just haven't found that groove yet. And I think once I, I figure out how to exist within that space, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm still sort of, it's really hard for me to write on bass because I need chords. Well, then don't write on bass. Yeah, but I want to play it on bass. Write something else first. But then it's frustrating because I'm missing harmonic content. Well, you're always going to be if you're only playing bass. I know, and that's the issue. That's that's what I'm running <laughs> I, up I against. I don't think right? you can win, then. Like, usually my, my little garage band demos have, like, three guitars, bass, Rhodes piano, organ, drums. Questioning why you thought what you're doing tracks. is a good idea, then. It, yeah. It's like, I need 12 people and a horn section. Well, you can play horns. I can, but not at the same time. Why not? Of course you can. No. You have a face and hands. Yeah, I guess. It's two different spots. I guess so. Play a bugle with one with your face. Like you know how like you know how they have like the harmonica holder so you can play it at the same time? They just need like a stand that um, holds like a one man band is what you're describing to me right now. And that's not what I want to do. That's not what I'm talking. Like a like a mic stand, but except that it holds your trumpet. It's like to your face. So that you can do something else with your hand. No. Yes. That's all just awful. No. <laughs> You're going to be sorry when I'm rich with my trumpet stand invention. My dad stopped in the store today and he brought me a pop and that was very nice. Um, and we were talking about uh, moving the Wurlitzer. And he said, does Ivy know that you want to bring the Wurlitzer up to the apartment? And I was like, mm, I don't know. You've only said it a hundred times. Have I? Is yeah. that an okay thing to do? Where are you going to put it? I don't know. I haven't yet figured that out. It's not that it's not okay. It's that it doesn't fit. I have a I have a PVT-40 base in case anyone wants to buy it off of me. Because I'll probably ho-ho him around about it. And then it'll just sit in a corner and collect dust. Don't do that. But I need to sell it. That's that's all that's gonna go on with that's all that's going on with me. I'll just keep complaining about not being able to write any music and um 
frustrated in band situations. You could save so much time if you use all the time you use to do that. I guess so. All right, we need to go on. Now it's time for Things of the Week. Bop! Ivy, go! No. This week, my Things of the Week include... I didn't write very many down, that's fine. I didn't either. Um, the cleanup feature on my work iMac. I never have heard of that before, and all of my icons were, like, slightly out of alignment. Stop that. Don't touch it. Ouch. <laughs> so then... It didn't bother me, like, looking at the screen. It was when I saved something new, there would be a huge gap because it wasn't lined up. That's the and worst. It made my brain melt. And then I was like, there has to be a way for me to tell it to line them up. And then I finally discovered it, the cleanup feature. And I was just like, all of my headspace was cleared. I was hydrated and healthy. <laughs> and birds were singing. Everything was better. Uh, my next thing of the week is the Man Repeller blog. It's just a super interesting blog that I like to read. Lots of different writers, and they just write about, like, I feel like more unique topics than, like, other, like, media sites like that kind of write about. It's less, like, gossipy stuff or less, like, the same stuff rehashed all the time. Mm. They just do, like, interesting, like, personal topics and stuff. And my last thing of the week is Wet n' Wild Mega Slicks. <laughs> it's, like a, <laughs> it's like a lip balm, but it has color in it. Delicious. They smell kind of gross, but I wore one today, and it pleased me. It's like it's like a lipstick, but if it was like as easy to like put on and wear as a chapstick. What was the name of that? Wet and Wild Mega Slick. That's so. That's just delightful. You should see some other makeup because there's some crazy ass names out there. <laughs> uh, my things of the week. Um, we've been uh, plowing through some television shows, mm-hmm. uh, namely. Uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Monty Python's Flying Circus. It's. Uh, it's so much fun. I, I've never, like, watched them before, and they're great. I've only seen, like, a handful. There's some of them that are just, like, not funny, and I'm like, yeah. am I just not getting it? Like, I didn't... Confuse a Cat was great. Um, <laughs> also, we've been watching some Chowder. Uh, that's been fun. I'm still working my way through the Clone Wars. Uh, it's great. Uh, there's I'm in like season four now, which I'm slightly embarrassed of because I cooked through those real quick. Um, and like the characters age, and I was like, in Wait. a cartoon, right? Exactly. I'd like I was That's like upsetting. Like I was watching the one, and uh, well, they like on his Padawan Ahsoka. Uh-huh. Like, they changed her clothes. Yeah. But she has, like, head tails. I don't know what they call them in Star Wars, but mm-hmm. they're, like, longer now. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, did they change that, or am I just now noticing it, or is that just... And so I looked it up, and in fact, that's correct. ba 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 Um, I've been eating a lot of wheat thins lately. <laughs> I love wheat thins. Must have wheat thins. Uh, and lastly, dearest listeners, if you do anything this week, Stevie Wonder... Live on Music Lot in 1974. Jams. Jams. Start to finish jams. Uh, if you don't, it's like a half an hour concert that they did. Also, when you search it, if you search uh, Stevie Wonder Live Music Lot, it's not be not tempted by the first link. Go to the second one because the quality is much better. Um, there's a there's a live cut in there of what's it called? Contusion, I think. Absolute jams. You wouldn't like it. Uh, the Orb of Contusion? I know exactly. This is okay. I'm going to play this for you, and I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> no, you're going to say, mm, that's a lot of notes. <laughs> that's my reaction to all jazz. <laughs> and you always say it. You always put a, mm, right. Mm, that's a lot of notes, all right. <laughs> it's because I know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm just not having it. I'm just uh, not ready for their so nonsense. It's so good. It's so tight. It's great. It's absolutely worth your time. I watched I watched the whole thing last night, and then I wanted to listen to Contusion again, and then I watched most of it over again. It's so good. I'm too stupid for jazz. It's pretty funky, though. You might like it. I don't know. I'll play it for you. I'll, mm. I'll play it for you, and I'll let the listeners know next week what your reaction mm. is. It's Stevie Wonder. Mm. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder does no wrong until, like, 1980. See? Things of the week. Things of the week. Bop. Yeah, we need to go on. Let's do it. Review time. Uh, this week we watched a, a flick a show. On the internet. 
on the internet. Yes, we, we found it from a website. It was gifted to us from the gods. We borrowed it. Um, we watched the film Ruby Sparks, uh, which I had seen before and Ivy had not seen. What year did it come 2012. Out? Really? It's only yes. that old? Mm-hmm. Oh, it seemed a little older to me. So tell them about it. Uh, it is a film written and, I believe, directed by... Oh, just written? Written by... Written and produced. Written, produced, and starring Zoe Kazan, and produced and also starring... Yep. What's, I just lost What's his, his name. name? It just It just completely... Paul. Um, Paul... Paul Dano. Paul Dano, thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm prepared. Um, I don't know why I just I just completely forgot his name. That was bad. I don't know. You like him. I do like him. He's great. This was actually probably the first movie I saw him in. It came out in 2012. It's about a writer who manifests a person, basically. Yeah, we'll say that. Uh, spoilers abound, I'm sure. Uh, okay. Okay. Opening statements. Um, overall, it's a it's a thinker. And it's, I think, very strongly written and a good old fashioned emotional roller coaster. Indeed. What do you think overall? Um, I really like this movie. Um, it is 100% the reason why I own a typewriter. <laughs> like, the one I have looks very similar to the one he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it in the antique store. What and you it- doing, building yourself a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> know how many levels of <laughs> reference that is? That was very good. Wow. Like, that joke is for, like, the two of us and no one else. <laughs> Great. Um, I really like... Excuse me while I take my socks off. <laughs> I knocked your socks off? No, I'm just taking them off because I'm hot. I knocked your I'm socks off. Now. Don't lie to the people. I like this movie a lot. Um, I also, for some reason, like this story in other things. Uh, namely, Stranger Than Fiction is kind of similar-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, it actually... Oh, like, it is? It is an episode. Oh. Like, when I, the first time I was watching it, and I was like, oh, this is an episode of The Twilight Zone. And then I was like, wait. But no, really. This really is. Oh. It's the the last episode of season one, I think. It's it's one of my more favorite ones. We should watch it. Hmm. Um, what what did you like about the movie? Um, so I'm down for anything that is a subversion of the manic pixie dream girl trope. Uh, there are two types of romantic comedies, and they are the manic pixie dream girl and the anti manic pixie dream girl, and the reasons why she's bad. <laughs> and so I'm always down for. Let's be real. I like all rom coms, but like. I like especially the ones where 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 we understand why she is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's why 500 Days of Summer is, like, my favorite movie. And it's had, like, you know, some of those similar trappings to that, which was, like, an, uh, you know, a marker to me that I was going to like it mm-hmm. pretty early on. You know, well cast and pretty, like, defined set of characters. Um, there aren't that many, uh, namely because the main character has no friends. Yeah. Uh, but... Most of the characters are pretty, like, distinct from each other and kind of have their own story and Mm -hmm. whatnot. I think the pacing was pretty good, and even though you sort of saw where it was going to go, like, you knew it wasn't going to be good Mm -hmm. for long, but it was still interesting to watch it progress to where it got bad, I guess. Like, you knew that something was going to go terribly wrong. It was very obvious that... Mm -hmm. Somebody was going to misuse their power. It, it gets you invested enough that you're willing to like wait for that to happen, even though you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I like sort of the magical realism to it. Um, obviously, there are like fantastical elements in an otherwise like realistic story in other ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that was handled pretty well. But at the same time, being what I think is a somewhat decent portrayal of like mental illness. And written by a woman, A-plus, always good. And this is the first movie where I thought Paul Dano was kind of hot. Usually he's just a geek, but he's kind of hot in this one. Also, how tall is he? Have I I been misled by my own imagination? Why? Because I always thought he was super short, but in this movie he seems super tall. I don't know. How tall is he? Please look it up. He's 5'11". Here's the real question, and I asked this on my Twitter, like, 
two weeks ago or something. How does Google know how tall people are? My follow-up question, is there a Google Earth-type picture-taking vehicle roaming Hollywood measuring how tall every celebrity is? My answer is yes. So what things did you like? Um, I thought the casting was great. I would imagine... Did I say that Zoe Kazan and Paul Dano were married? They're not married. They're in a... They're domestic partners, and they, like, have a child, I think, but they're not actually married. Oh. Because she was on WTF this week, and I just listened to it in the bathtub. Oh. I saw that she was on there, but I haven't listened to it yet. It was good. Okay. Well, there's something. Also, Antonio Banderas. Um, also, Elliot Gould was the, uh, Dr. Rosenthal. Who's that? Um, he was on Ocean's Eleven. He was Trapper John in the MASH movie. Super legendary actor. Okay, I don't know him. Okay, I I like I do like the story a lot, and I, and like I said, mm-hmm. I think it's a really that's an interesting kind of setup thing. Like it's it's a very cool twist on a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but it's also a bit like fantastical science fictiony. Yeah. Um, again, it is an episode of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm always for. Uh, I liked that. There's there's a lot of little things that I caught this time. Because she is, like, his creation, so it sort of is him. Yes. And there's a lot of little things in there that sort of point to that. Like, um, there's one where she says, you know, maybe you should go to therapy. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I thought we were talking about you. And she's like, oh, yeah. But no... Right. It's him talking about him. Um, and, like, yeah. the he has, like, the when he runs into his ex-girlfriend, she says, like, oh, the only person that you ever wanted to date was you. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really clever. Yes. Um, and interesting. Um, that's about it. That's what I liked. I mean, those things, I do like those things. It's I didn't have much to say about them, but I think they're great. Yeah. And, like, what you just said made me think that, like, it's an interesting concept in that, the concept is very different, but mm-hmm. it, it deals with a lot of the same kind of things you see in other rom-coms, just in a very different situation. So it's like a new way to look at those same kinds of like problems that people have in rom-coms. It's also sort of the, uh, the um, creation turns against its creator kind of thing. Yeah, a Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Frankenstein plus 500 Days of Summer. Sure. Plus it's Twilight Stranger Zone. Than Fiction. Sure. Plus 500 Days of Summer, if we're going to get technical. <laughs> um, do you have any grievances of which to air? Yeah, I got a few. Um, there were a few, like, stereotypical writer things that I was like, all right. Uh, it's one thing that, like, we're not all tortured and use a typewriter, but that's that's one thing. Um, it was just ridiculous that they were like, he was 18 and dropped out of school but wrote the greatest novel of our decade. That is absolutely just, like, impossible. At least have made him, like, 21 and had dropped out of college or something. Mm. That It was just, I can't believe that. That was stupid. <laughs> um, well, that's, I think that's part of the, what's unique about, like, his character is they're, they're always hailing him as this genius. That, that right. he did that and he, like, hates that part of himself. I just think that's, like, a myth within the thing, within the industry of... Are writing you just, are, that, like, you have to be a young success and you have to be... Well, sure. But are you, are you just sensitive about that stuff because you are a writer? Sure. Okay. That's... Yes. This okay. is my point of view. Well, okay. Um, plus, if he'd barely been writing anything for the past who knows how many years, he could not afford that apartment. Because he didn't have another job. And if he hadn't written anything, there's no way he could make that much money off of one book that it could he could live on it without doing something else for, like however many years that was supposed to be. They said he was he was writing short stories. They said a few. He's, you can't make that much money off of a few short stories. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. That's, that wasn't realistic. He had the coolest apartment in the world, and he I couldn't have afforded it. love that house. There was no way. Like, unless his mom was paying for it, there's no sure. way. Um, do-do-do-do. I don't think most therapists have a couch that you lay down on anymore, and I hate that. Yeah. You sit in a chair. I've been there. You sit in a chair. That's all. And the last thing that I will address has to do with the whole climax of the movie, basically. And I think it depends on how you interpret the plot, which I can, I can give my dissertation here in a minute 
I was going to hold on to it for a second. But he is super abusive, and I don't know if he faces enough consequences for it. Like, he does lose her because of it, and is miserable for about one day, and then is just kind of blah, and then gets to do a successful book because of it, and then potentially gets her or someone back. And it felt a little bit weird to watch. First of all, I thought it was going to end with like him on the floor and his brother finding him, and I was like, oh man. And then it went on, and I didn't know about that. However, the more I was thinking about what I actually think happened, basically my like theory, mm-hmm. um, I think it makes a little more sense thinking about it. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute after you talk, but I don't know. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Um, I, I have two complaints. One is a small complaint and one is a big complaint. Which one would you like me to start with? Small. Okay. My small complaint is that they completely ignored the fact that this could have happened before. And that was the one thing that in Stranger Than Fiction, she like points out at one point. Yeah. Um, that she says, like, how many other people have I killed? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no thought to be like, what if this has happened before? Maybe his brother's not real, or maybe whoever. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Or, like... Um, we don't know what his other book is even about. They never even say. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, there was there was no mention... If they, Even if they were like, what if this could have happened before? And he's like, no, you know, I would have known about it. Yeah. Or, you know, something. Uh, my big complaint was I thought the pacing was a little weird. Hmm. I think it starts out really slow and then escalates into the conflict very quickly and then ends very quickly. I would agree that it ends pretty quickly. Yeah. And it it was just like it took a while, I thought, for the, the story to really get going and then I thought once he started writing, she appeared really quick. I mean, there were the hints and stuff. He found the shoe and he found the shaving cream and stuff. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. So, I don't know about that, but... I mean, it's just... I don't know. I thought it started out a little slow. And then, Maybe. and then like, it seemed like their relationship fell apart really quick. Yeah, but I guess sometimes that happens in life. That's, and it's in yeah. the whole time, they're like... There are things that he's ignoring on purpose because he's like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. Like, as soon as she's like, maybe I'll go get a job and is going to spend time away from him. He's like, let's do exactly what you want so you're happy and we'll go see my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he does yeah. things like that kind of throughout. Yeah, that's true. And it's all, I, So, like, it's under the surface. And right. then once it bubbles up, then it's all in his face. Right. Also, and, and I'm just thinking about this right now, is from his perspective... They've been together for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. But she, like, they've talked that they've been dating for, like, five months. Mm-hmm. So I think that she, because he wrote her that way, has a longer, like, they've been together for, like, a year, you know, half a year or something. Yeah, whatever like, way longer. And then from his, she just pops in five months into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, maybe that's a, a clever thing that I'm just now realizing maybe yeah and then because he would have written like an idealized version of himself yeah into her story and then once that connects oh my brain hurts yep it's a thinker okay what what was your other point those are my complaints well i was just going to go on to ratings and then we can talk about it okay so i would give it like an eight out of ten i think it's a solid entertaining good movie that makes you feel things Mm -hmm. and i think it does a good job of all of those things Mm -hmm. i think it like, has a plot that draws you in and is unique and makes you want to find out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a good, also realistic love story that's not too perfect, but yet not, like, so messed up and so dramatic that it's not believable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, besides the fact that she's whatever she is. You know, like, apart from that. Yeah, a good watch and good for anybody that likes romances in general, I think rom-coms in general. It's not really that much of a comedy. It's like a a little bit at parts. Mm -hmm. It's more of just like a, I don't know if it's quite a drama though. I don't know exactly where I put it. It, it falls, I think exactly in the indie romance. Yeah. Like that'd do it. That's, you know, indie is not a genre, but it kind of is. It has conventions that kind of make it. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's not really a comedy movie, but there's funny things in it. Like, 500 Days of Summer is not really a comedy movie. 
No, but like there are still funny. But, yeah, there's parts. some yeah. really funny bits in it, and I think it's just the sort of that's the indie side of it. Yeah, I I agree. That's a good way to put it. What would you like rate it? Um, I said overall rating. Uh, it's a, a a cool sort of adaption of like that Twilight Zone kind of fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this really, it well, I guess it's more of a romantic movie with a Twilight Zone spin. Right? Um, but I, again, I thought the pacing was just a little strange. But overall, I think it's pretty realistic, and I think like her reactions to some of the things that he does are pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I also said eight out of ten. Yeah, I think they come across as fairly like believable mm-hmm. characters that react in a in a way that real people would. Yeah. And it's like it's cool that it's it is a romance but it's also kind of just a study of human nature at the same time. It's more than just the love story, you know? Yeah. It's about like how we relate to other people yeah. in general. Because there's like he has other relationships with like his brother and his mm-hmm. mom and stuff. So those are wrapped up in there too, which is cool. Yep. So, my theory, this is all the spoilers. I don't think she was ever actually real until he meets her at the very end. I think that she was real to him in the sense that he was writing that story so that he could work through his feelings about his ex, and she was the idealized version that he wanted his ex to be. And, you know, it's difficult because I think it's supposed to be up to interpretation and it's supposed to be super unclear and unexplained because it's too hard to figure out, like, for them to to rationalize it. It was never going to work anyway, so I think it had to be left up to interpretation. And, you know, it's not plot holes. It's just, like, we don't know. It's unexplained. But I think, like, even how he points out that other people can see her, I don't really think they could. I think that was in his head, and I don't love the it was all a dream, it was all in his head Mm -hmm. plot. But I think for this situation to work, I do think it was, personally, because... um, I think it was his way of working through what happened with his ex so that he could learn what he did wrong. Because he thought that she just broke up with him because he's bad at relationships or because she didn't love him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think to realize what he was doing wrong to the people in his life and whatnot, Mm -hmm. that that's what this was Mm. for him. Because the fact that when his real ex did show up, that's when everything went wrong at the same time with Ruby. Mm. And so that's, and she's like, well, I broke up with you because you wanted to date yourself or whatever. And I think what happened with Ruby is showing him what would have happened if the ex didn't break up with him, how much worse it would have gotten and like how bad he was being. And so he like faced those consequences when it really mattered. And that's what he had to learn. I think she was real to him, but I don't think she was like, she didn't actually appear. Yeah. I think it was more in his head than we were like led to believe. I think it makes sense that at the very end, she doesn't say her name. So she looks the same, but we don't know for sure that she's the same person. And I think that's super interesting. Like, they don't introduce each other, and she doesn't say, my name's Ruby, mm-hmm. at the very end when he, like, meets her in the park or whatever. Yeah. So she could be a totally different person, just, like, happens to look the same as this person he was imagining. So Interesting. That's my theory. And so how that works in, you know... If it was just if it was just in his head, like I hate saying it that way, but I don't know how else to explain it. Sure. Then it's like, all right, he was seeing what like potential abuse would do to somebody else and would make him feel like. So it's it's a little bit more understandable that it was mental, it wasn't like he actually did the thing mm-hmm. to somebody. So maybe the consequences weren't as severe because it wasn't real. Here's here's my thought. And and the way that I saw the end of the movie is that when he meets her again in the park, mm-hmm. right, she has no recollection of anything that happened, mm-hmm. obviously. I don't know how much different of a person that he is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the same thing would happen again. Mm-hmm. Like that they would be in a relationship and they would fall in love and it would be great. And then she would get unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, how, if he, like, knowing that he created her, mm-hmm. and then not having the power then, mm-hmm. because he gave up the power to control her or whatever, mm-hmm. not having that power again, I could see it being way worse 
like the same thing happening mm-hmm. and then it just being way worse the second time. That was my thought is, oh, it's all he's just going to do the same thing again. You think he learned nothing? Maybe a little bit. But I like your idea better. I or or maybe it's like, you know, he has this maybe we're seeing it from a, another perspective and he's back projecting her onto this idealized girlfriend or whatever. I don't know. Maybe. So was she real or not? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we recommend that you go see it because we liked it enough. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It, it was good enough that I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, there you go. I watched another one of her movies and I didn't like it as much. We should watch that one too and I'll, you'll, we'll see what you think. They have a new one coming out, but it's supposed to be real weird. They're not in it, but they wrote it. Oh. Review. Review. Did you ever see that movie with, um, he was in that movie with Daniel Radcliffe? No, I heard very mixed reviews on that. Yeah. People said it was super weird, and some people hated it, but some people thought it was neat. Okay. Okay, so it's game time, and this week we're going to try the most likely to game again. If you missed the first time around, it makes no more sense now than it did then, so don't worry, you're not missing anything. Yay! The way the most likely to game works is that I'm going to read a statement uh, that starts with who's most likely to, and uh, we're going to say between the two of us which one we think is most likely to. Uh, And the way that we score it is if you are most likely to, you get a point. So you can get a maximum of two points per question, or we can be split. Yes. And then we'll just see who has the most points at the end, and that's who's most likely to. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Number one is who is most likely to be a supervillain? If one of us was going to have, like, a supervillain, like, origin story, who is most likely to have something like that that turns them into a villain? Probably me. I said you. Good. (laughs) I'm glad we're in agreement that... Uh, I would be a supervillain. Something would happen to you, and you'd never let it go, like syndrome. You mean you mean like all of the things that have ever happened to me? Yes. You mean like exactly all of those things? Like you're gonna be like Needle Man because of the balloon that betrayed you, and you're gonna pop every pop, balloon pop on, all the in the world because you're Needle Man. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm glad we agree. Agreement, agreeance. I don't think is a word. In agreeance. It's agreement, I believe. I don't think agreeance is real, but you can say what you want. Uh, Who is most likely to, number two, ask for a bite of your food? You. Me. (laughs) I don't do it very often. I am most most likely to just stare at your food because I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can ask for a bite of my food. but if one of us is most likely to, that's the thing about this game is it's not like it's not like one of us would actually do these things. But if somebody had to, who is most likely to? Right. Or like you know we have we don't have to have done it. Oftentimes, Ivy eats things that I wouldn't want to eat. <laughs> like what? Uh, oatmeal and beans and beans. Uh, uh, green leafy things. <laughs> you need to eat more vegetables. You're gonna get scurvy. <laughs> that's probably true. It's possible people do that. You need to eat more veggies. Uh, Number three, who is most likely to attend a music festival? Mm, You. I said me. I feel like if there was somebody good enough playing, you would maybe go, but you wouldn't like the atmosphere of a music festival. No. And, like, the confusion and the being dehydrated and right and how expensive all the food would be absolutely yeah your head would explode i just guarantee it if you saw how much like a bud like cost at coachella i'm not sure how much but like it's probably like ten dollars for that normal sized can you're drinking right I'm now sure. and your head would explode uh cool so anyway I don't know if I'd want to do a music festival, anywho. I don't like the whole camping in the mud kind of. No, it's... And being I'm drunk I'm, all day sort of I'm thing. like good. I'm good for like a solid, like, you know, three-hour, three-act concert. Yeah. And then I just, I want to go home. They're so expensive, I just don't know how people do it. Right. And there's never been... The thing about the festivals is there's always like three bands that I'd want to see mm-hmm. on three different days... And then I don't care at all about any of the other bands. Or they're all at the same time. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Woodstock when there's a stage and mm-hmm. it's just straight gold from start to finish. Like, right. Right. And even at, even at Woodstock, there's probably two that I would want to not see, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get you. 
Anyway, uh, so number four, who is most likely to be a con artist? Me. You. Good. I'm. This is going. We are in This is going really well. I was gonna say you. You're not good enough at lying. You're not sneaky nope. enough. I would feel bad. I would get halfway into my spiel and be like, "I'm sorry, I can't do this." <laughs> uh, number five. Who is most likely to invent something by accident? I'm trying to think of like one of those things. You know what I mean? They're trying to do something else and then accidentally invented right. whatever. I can't. There are things like that that I can't think of. A uh, microwave. Oh. That was accident. Penicillin was an accident. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, who is most likely to? Mm, me. Yes, you, because you like to mess with stuff. Yep. Good. Agreeance. Who is most likely to get frostbite? You. I said me. I have that thing. There's a name for it. When you get cold and your f- toes and fingers turn white, there's a name for that. Oh. It's called, like, something syndrome. Oh. I have that. My toes and my fingers do do that. Syndrome. And then when, the, when like, they warm up again, they turn red and then they turn purple. Oh. Have you ever seen me when I'm really cold and my knees turn purple? No. That's a thing. <laughs> like, if there was, like, a soccer game and it yeah. was really cold, my knees would be purple. Mm. Weird, huh? Yeah. Um... I've also been told that I have no circulation in my hands and my feet, and I get that from my grandma, so frostbite, here I come. That's true. That is true. Your feet are always cold. Always. Um, Okay, next one. Where was I? This is number seven? Yes. Who is most likely to walk out of a movie because they don't like it? Hmm. I'll say you. I said you. Mm. I would probably watch the rest of it, unless it was like... I didn't know it was going to be scary. Well, yeah. But I'm talking like it's just not a good movie. Right. I thought it would be you. You said your answer. You can't change it now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have stopped movies on Netflix. But like in the like theater. It. In the theater, I, I think... I have seen some bad movies in the theater and I didn't leave. I think I think I would be too stubborn. Like, I'm really? not my ticket. Okay. I thought you would be like, this is terrible. It is not worth my time. And leave. I think if I was watching at home, yeah, I'll shut off a movie. But if it's like a th- like if I go to the theater mm-hmm. to see a movie, I think I'll, I would stay through the whole thing. Well, I've never done it. You've never left one, have you? No, not in the theater. I've never done it either. I mean, I yeah. don't go to the theater that much unless it's something I really want to see. Yeah, like it's not something I just go. Oh, let's go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, number eight. Who is most likely to break a world record? You. I said you. Mm. I think that you would do it and not know you did it and then just be looking through one of those books later and it would be like (laughs) most beer cans stacked on top of each other, 12, and you're like, oh my god, I was being stupid one time and got 13 and no one was there to see it. Oh. I, I imagine that being your life. I, my thought process was I don't have the determination. To uh, try. To try, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So, number nine. Number nine. Is. Number nine. Who is most likely to get a cat without telling the other person? Between you and me. This is hard. Mm -hmm. I've thought a lot about this. I see this going both ways. I've, I've, there have been days where I've come home nearly expecting there to be another cat. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> the fact that it hasn't happened yet is surprising to me. That being said, I have zero willpower. <laughs> and if somebody was like, would you like this cat? I would take the cat. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I think you're a more reasonable human and would at least discuss it first. So I'll go me. I said me for very similar reasons, <laughs> because I feel like I, this one was hard. I thought this was really hard, mm. because I imagined myself in that situation where somebody was like, this cat needs a home. Please take it. Right. And I pictured me being, like, I would, like, crazily text you, like, this person is trying to give me this cat. I don't know what to do. Should we take it? Should we whatever? But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait for you to answer, and then I would just take <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been people on Facebook that have posted, like, my cat needs a home, and I'm always like, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> okay. I like how we agreed on everything until halfway through. Yep. 
This last one is just a treasure. I saw it in the list on the website, Mm -hmm. and I could not not put this in the list. Okay. Who is most likely to brighten up an orphan's day? Absolutely you. Me. There is, if I listen, I would, if there was just an orphan. (laughs) I just thought this was the dumbest I would run so far away so quickly. It's just. What do you mean? I I can't deal with miserable people. Well, they're not necessarily Um, sad. No, or- orphans are, they're all cockney, and they're all very sad. <laughs> oh, so it's, it is definitely David Copperfield. Absolutely. It, it has to be. That's, what other orphans are there? Every Disney movie. <laughs> nope, I would, I can't, I can't, I ha- listen, I, I have to be the saddest person in the room at all times. That's the only way you can function? That's the only way I can function. And so if there's anyone more sad than me, I have no idea what to do <laughs> at all. I'm horrible at sympathy. It, it's it. There are a few things that make me more uncomfortable than somebody that is sad. You've seen that uh, 30 Rock clip where, I forget who, somebody's crying and she just pats their head with like an open palm and goes, Don't be cry. <laughs> It's you. That's literally me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. I have no idea what the context is, but. It's it's usually like just a cheer up. And then they're like, everyone died. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, it's it's a bad situation. Um, so that's uh, that's uh, the game now. Let me uh, do some math here. Yeah, four, five, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Twelve? How do you win by three points? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, you win by two points. (laughs) I can has math. Ivy wins 11 to 9. So basically the way the scoring works is if we agree, the person who we agree on the most gets the most points because all the rest of them are equal and cancel out. Yeah. I see how the math works now. Did you know there's dyslexia for math? It's what? called dyscalculia. Explain. You can't fathom numbers, basically. You learn math a lot slower than a lot of other people, and like calculations just don't make sense to you. Or um, you like your brain just can't grasp that like two plus three is the same as three plus two, things like that. Hmm. I learned that today. Because I was Googling if I was dyslexic, because if there's a lot of, like, if there are several letters in a row in a code or something, like, I have to type in, like, a long number for, like, a code, like, a coupon code or something, and there are several zeros in a row, I cannot count how many there is. It takes Mm. me eight tries, because my eyes cannot focus and count how many. And I was like, is there something wrong with me? Because this has bothered me for years. It's not like a huge life-changing problem, but it yeah. bothers me that my brain can't do it. I mean, I I often read numbers backwards. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. And it's it's always like, it's not like I read 21 is 12, mm-hmm. but if it's like in the thousands, especially if it, or if it's like, if it's money, mm-hmm. if it's like 1734, like I'll read it 1374, hmm. like stuff like that. It has, there's like a million different things and it's not like, I don't think either of us have this because you have to like, you don't have the ability to learn math if you have this. And we both know enough math that it's definitely not that, but I just, I never knew that was a thing. And then I was looking up dyslexia today and I came across that interesting tidbit. Never knew. Yeah. So anyway, on that note, thanks for letting us try out that game again. It goes... It it works in theory. I have fun. I don't yeah. know if it's entertaining to listen to. I guess unless you like know us, I guess you can play along at home. If you've been listening long enough, you know us kind of. Yeah. Anyway. Does anyone actually listen? Yes. Why do you always say that? Well, it's I well I told you I have to be the I have to be I have to maintain a certain level of like just unhappiness in my own mind. You don't um, have to. In order to function. It's it's absolutely true. Like, if we were super popular, I would... I don't know. I wouldn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> okay. 
So on that note, don't listen to us, I guess. <laughs> and everybody leave. No, no, don't do that either. You can't, no, don't, please don't abandon me. What do you want? That's far worse. <laughs> so do whatever you feel is right in this situation. If, oh, I said it. I said situation. Stop it. Um, we so, need a bell. So I guess thanks for listening. Uh, you can always send us any questions or suggestions you have for games or things to review or anything else that we do uh, through email at sleepingsituation at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter or Instagram. You can follow us on social media for updates on our episodes and other fun stuff or you can subscribe on iTunes if you want it sent directly to your phone or however you listen. And we hope you have a fun and safe week. Heidi ho is there is there outro music this week? Find out now. It's it should be going on. Should I sing it? Screedly bop, a deedly pop, a doo ba ba da ba da, screedly dop, pop. See now what I have to do. It's right that. Is I have to transcribe whatever you just did and put the like align the music up with it. Please do. That might be hard. Okay. Bye. Take. <laughs>